0: to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. You're back at your favorite spot, right? The podcast, the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests are sharp and the responses are never dull. We are traveling to Northern California today with our guest, Nancy Reed. Nancy uh, has a very profound but simplistic philosophy. She says, be happily ever now. Not after everything else is perfect, But enjoy the moment. Stay in the experience. She is a self-wealth coach, an author of Happily Ever Now, a spiritual teacher, uh, and also a centered leadership. She believes in centered leadership. So what is centered leadership? I think that it's your core. It's the essence of who you are what you exude as a person, what you bring to the table. So Nancy's going to explore that and tell us about that and her exciting upcoming program and even read us an excerpt from her book. I'm looking so forward to it. Welcome to the show, Nancy Reed. Hi, April. So lovely to see you. It's good to see you too. So tell my brains, how do you show up in the world? Happy.
1: Hey, brains. Well, the way that I show up is by always being my perfectly imperfect self with everyone, everywhere, and every time. And notice I said perfectly imperfect self. So that gives me a lot of latitude. It means that no, I'm not trying to hold myself up as some paragon or some guru, but I'm showing up real. And hopefully by me showing up in all of my perfectly imperfectness, I can inspire others to see if it's possible for me,
0: it's possible for you too. Well, possibilities and hope is endless. All you have to do is believe, believe in yourself. How did you find yourself in this space?
1: Well, I mean, we always teach best what we most need to learn, Mm -hmm. and so I found that I was really good at teaching others how to embrace their perfectly imperfect self, and then I realized, though, that I was holding myself back from fully accepting that for myself and that I was still believing that maybe perfectionism was possible that maybe i could just wait long enough in life before taking action that would fully put me out there and being vulnerable fully put me out there by you know basically saying that i was enough and really believing it. And so I hid behind this false place of indecision where us perfectionists like to hang out because it seems like that maybe if we can be indecisive and give our power of decision away to something or someone outside of ourselves, that means that we're off the hook for the outcome of the decision.
0: Well, that was heavy. i mean you've done the work clearly you're clear yes clear yes uh and taking people on that journey because perfectionism can also show up as insecurity absolutely Uh, perfectionism also can show up as being the people pleaser Mm -hmm. yeah like you're saying of not being enough always chasing the carrot but you know the thing of happiness i don't know i look at it kind of like a drug because what is the next new shiny object that's going to make me happy is it a Mm car? Is it a you know a Hermes bag? Is it a trip? Is it a man? Is it my uh, you know my seat at the table? But when you say you show up as your authentic self, that takes a lot of work too. That yes, it does. A lot of Work too, and it takes a lot of responsibility to accept the consequences of your actions when that happens. What do you say to that person or that woman? that's out there right now that's struggling with this, that is really trying to you know, find her place, find her niche, but she knows that she has all these other contributing factors.
1: Well, so that's a great place to be because it means that you're in a place where you can choose to either come from self-judgment or from curiosity and mix that in with some kindness. That's, that's my, my motto, right? So what I'm saying is that when you're in that place where you look around and you go, hmm, you know, I'm seeing these patterns or, oh, I'm seeing that the only consistency to all of this unhappiness is me, mm-hmm. right? Being present for it. Now, if you can acknowledge that without guilt, If you can acknowledge that without shame or blame or comparison, but instead stay in a place of wonder and be like, well, I wonder what the purpose of these relationships or of these decisions or of this experience is, but without judgment, because denial is not a spiritual state. And yet so often a lot of different thought systems out there talk about, you know, kind of like blissing your way through, and that's not what this is. This is about seeing it all so that you can heal it all. And the way that you do that is by taking total accountability for your interpretation
0: of your life. Mm. Well, you know, sometimes that's tough because yes. you have the outside noise. You're living in this echo chamber of madness. Criticism, um, that third person, and then the subconscious mind, people are not clear. And it's a lot of haze out there, brains. I get it. You know, sometimes I'm in the fog too, looking for the light. But you have to give yourself time to adjust. You have to center yourself and pause. Who pours into you, Nancy? Who keeps you on this trajectory of clarity?
1: Well, so there's so many, but I would say that my mentor, my spiritual mentor, Dr. Kenneth Wapnick, who passed away in 2013, he was certainly kind of that origination of of deliberate kindness planted within my heart and my spirit. And he was somebody who saw me beyond all of my preconceived limitations. He saw the possibility as being my reality, and it was such a gift. And now that's what I hope that I get to share with my clients and with my family and my loved ones and my friends and with everyone. Really, that's the consistency is that I am showing up as my perfectly imperfect self. I am the consistency in the inconsistency. Does it mean I do it perfectly? No, of course not. I have days where I forget But I have my sweet daughter to remind me of who I am and keep me grounded. I have my loving husband, who also same thing. He's very much not woo woo, not anything like that. And yet he makes space for me to be me and loves me for it.
0: And you acknowledge that, you know, I've been married to Mr. (laughs) Magnificent for 39 years. And it's the simple things. You know, just like, baby, thank you for cooking breakfast or, mm-hmm. you know, thank you for bringing in the trash cans or little peck on the cheek, you know, hold my hand when I'm not expecting it. Came in the other day with a bouquet of flowers. And I said, it's not Valentine's Day. He says, you're my Valentine every day. So
1: mm-hmm. it's the
0: conversations that you have with people. It's being even keeled because you said something, um, you know, wonder can be confused sometimes as blunder. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes people take advantage and take your kindness for weakness. So you still have to establish boundaries, but kindness is not, I don't think is a uh, contributor to misuse or abuse. Don't take people's kindness for weakness because they want to be kind. And that doesn't mean that you're soft either. You know, you Well, can- no,
1: softness is power though. It's yeah. like you have to be flexible to adjust. You have to have that expansiveness within you. Mm-hmm. And when you come from softness, it's not weakness. And kindness is not being nice. Kindness might be that you stop the child from running into the street after their ball that runs away from them because you love them. Loving somebody can be putting a boundary, can be setting, you know, a, a kind of barrier. But you're coming within your heart from the place of seeing this person as not separate from you. You're seeing the love that you both share, and therefore, you're not coming from a place of lack. So what you're sharing, you're actually creating more of rather than lessening.
0: Mm, That's beautiful. Well, you have put all of that in the pages of an amazing book. (laughs) Happily ever now. Tell us a little bit about the book, your writing process, and share an excerpt.
1: Well, so Happily Ever Now, Not After, Everything Else is Perfect, is a gentle guide for overcoming the paralysis of perfectionism by embracing our innate guidance. And as I was writing the book, I was living the book too. So, and I mentioned that many, many, many times in the book that I am not separate from those that are drawn to read this book. I am right there with you shoulder to shoulder together as one or not at all. And I really do mean that and and feel that. And what I wanted to do was to demonstrate to my daughter that it was possible to quote unquote, do the impossible, which was to write this book while being a mom, while having all of the other stuff that was going on in her life with her speech disorder and all these other things that it was possible if I didn't have to do it with perfectionism and that I could have a different experience than I had run into about a decade before where I was approached by my dream publisher, And, you know, all these things, they wanted me to write a book for them and my perfectionism talked me out of having a contract, because I couldn't get my own self out of the way, and I couldn't tune out my inner perfectionist enough to be able to allow my inner voice to be in the experience of actually being present. And so I was so worried about what other people would think. I was worried about it being a failure before it even was anything. And and so I I let that fear keep me from my dream. And so this time I was like, you know what, I'm going to self-publish this. I am going to put myself totally out there, completely vulnerable, based on a vision that I had about two years into writing the book. It took seven years total, but it's a lifetime dream, right? Mm -hmm. So so about two years into it, I had this experience where I was getting stuck again in the perfectionism, even though i had started writing about this, you know, coming over perfectionism. And and I was like, okay, I'm just going to meditate for a little bit. So I did kind of a grounding meditation. And again, I'm so good at teaching this my clients I've worked with over a thousand clients around the globe privately and you know so I've had all these interactions with them and I was still keeping myself from actually practicing everything that I was teaching and and so here I was doing this meditation and I had this vision where I could see the book I saw the cover I saw the image I saw the title and I heard very clearly my inner voice say it's already written. You just need to choose when to remember it. And so then after that, it's totally shifted my experience of writing it because now it wasn't about creating something new from scratch. It was about accessing a memory of something that had already happened. And so I could trust the timing of it. I knew it was complete. I knew it was done. I just got to choose when I was ready to show up to remember And that changed everything. And so then when I was introduced to the person that helped me to edit it, and all of that came together right on time by saying yes, even though at the moment it might not have looked linear, it was a total tapestry of possibility that I was weaving every time I remembered it was already
0: written. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. That is really, really beautiful. So share with us what has been written.
1: Absolutely. So this is found on page 193, and it is on the top of page 193, right before part three of the book. So the book is broken up into three individual sections. The first one is kind of my memoir and I talk about my journey overcoming perfectionism and then no, it's not a cure. It's a gentle overcoming, which means the perfectly imperfect. And then the second part is about a one week mindset reset where I also share testimonials of people that I've worked with. And in addition, this like kind of primer basically for this 12 week journey that I normally offer in group settings called happily ever now. And so this is the last page basically before you begin this 12-week journey together. And so it says, now that you've had a taste of a healed relationship with yourself over this past week from that one-week mindset reset primer, I'd love for us to continue this journey together. I have one request before we begin these next 12 weeks together. Do your best to remove the phrase, I think, from your vocabulary, anytime you're expressing your heart's desire or what you know is true for you. Be aware of this, especially when you're responding to a loaded or triggering question. In its place, I invite you to say, I know. For example, the next time a nosy family member presses you for the umpteenth time to share your next career step, don't answer with, I think, I'll start my own business, say, I know that being an entrepreneur is my next step. See the difference? More importantly, do you feel the difference? The first statement was more of a question than an answer. It leaves room for someone to challenge your inner wavering in a very external way. The second approach stands without need for defense. It's your truth. There's an unspoken boundary that others can sense, thereby lessening their likelihood to challenge you. Try it on for size. I'm not going to lie. It's going to feel strange at first. Remember, I said to do your best. Above all, be kind and curious as you navigate this new way of being with yourself.
0: That is brilliant. You know, I've been watching a lot of... uh youtube not youtube really, kind of TikTok reels or instagram reels which i never did before but there's one that says speak and perform like an alpha and that mm-hmm. is totally in alignment because mm-hmm. it's not i think or maybe or when you have to speak in the affirmative you have to have an affirmative conversation with yourself if you believe it you can achieve it and i mean that is great you also host this program tell I guess a little bit about the program and how they can get involved.
1: Absolutely. So I hold a project in deliberate kindness that I call 32 favors based on an experience that I first had when I lived in Los Angeles 15 years ago. And what that did was it basically was at the lowest point in my life where I felt like that I was struggling to begin my business, I had you know, moved. It didn't know anybody in this huge town, the city of angels, right? And it felt more like hell to me basically because I had done everything I could to get my business started. I literally walked up and down Ventura Boulevard. I put myself out there to try to get clients and it just wasn't sticking. And so basically I was at the point of turning around with my tail between my legs and going back home to my family who had said, you're crazy to try to do this. And at that moment, I said, you know what, before I make any decisions, I'm going to take a nap. And so I took a nap. And in this nap, I had this really prophetic dream. And I've always been a lucid dreamer. And dreams have always been very powerful for me. But this dream in particular was about me running a high hurdles race. And in this high hurdles race, I kept falling. And I wasn't going anywhere. I was just staying on the ground in pain. And it became really apparent to me that I had a choice in this dream, that the only way I would see what was on the other side of the finish line was to get up and run the race, even if I didn't win and just to complete it and not to stay stuck in that pain. And so I got back up in the dream and I kept running and I didn't win by any means. I kept falling, (laughs) but I kept going and I eventually crossed the finish line. And then when I did, I had the most remarkable experience where it was like I could see all aspects of time, past, Mm. present, and future. And there were people in different clothing, styles, different languages. But what I knew they were all expressing with a common thread was that they were in pain. Mm. And I remember thinking, what am I seeing this for? Like, I'm only one person. How can I help it all? And then I heard my inner voice say, just start where you are. You have your hands, you have your feet, you have your voice. And so in the dream, I began interacting with all these different actors, basically, that were there speaking their different languages, but all carrying that common thread of pain. And they literally became lighter in my dream. Mm-hmm. And, and and it lessened the, the heaviness, the the ache, the pain. And then I woke up and I was like, I wonder what this means. I wonder what I can do with this, right? I went into that place of curiosity and I didn't know what to do exactly, but I was like, well, okay. So I have my rent paid on my studio for the next, you know, so many days and I've got my work stuff also handled for the next about a month beyond that. I don't know. So what if I committed to take the one thing I have an abundance of right now, which is time and put it into positive action rather than wallowing rather than just keep doing what's not working right now in my life what if i just hit the pause button release my business basically and just focus on taking this time and putting it into positive action like the dream was showing me and so i came up with this idea of 32 favors where for one day longer than the longest day of any month i would be an emissary of deliberate kindness and people could send me on their behalf to go do favors that maybe they would like to do, but their current situation in life or busyness or anything else was preventing them from doing that. And so people sent me to go help out registering at Bow Marrow donations. People sent me to go make cards for people that were sick in the hospital that they wanted to visit. People sent me to do simple things like to say yes to going with one of their friends to a 12-step meeting because that friend really needed that extra support. And I went there. And so I did this for 32 days and I blogged about it. And by the end of the 32 days, my business had blown up. I ended up having a waiting list of people and I had all of these things manifest completely unintentionally, you know, quote unquote. And, and, and it was all came from me seeing that I did have value that even at my lowest point where I thought nobody would want to pay me nobody would want to see my value nobody would anything that I did because I was willing to show up and realize that was enough and I was willing to be curious I was willing to be an instrument of goodness of love of light of possibility
0: that is a beautiful story that really is and you're a lot like me I dream in technicolor (laughs) like you you remember your dreams um succinctly, like my mother did. My mother could recap everything that happened in them. But that is where the message is. That is where the download is. And people need to pay attention to that. Not be afraid. I'll tell people, oh, I had a dream about you. And the first thing they go is, oh, you know, what happened? It could be something beautiful. It could be something simplistic. You know, what is the meaning behind it? So I'm so glad that you have that gift uh, of discernment that you can able to separate the wheat from the straw and apply it with practical, simplistic application. You also have a great group called the Sparkle Circle. Tell us a little Mm -hmm. bit
1: about that. So Sparkle Circle is my private Facebook community. It's totally free and it's for any heart-centered woman to get to connect with her Sparkle sisters and to share about what's working in her life, how she wants to make more magnificence in her life, and also just to be accepted for exactly as she is and show up as she is. And that's where 32 Favors is held within that Sparkle Circle community. So in order to participate in 32 Favors throughout the year that I hold annually, you do need to be a member and one of my sparkle sisters and everybody is enjoyed it and invited here brains as a heart center, women, listener, guys, I have other things going on for you, but this specifically is for the ladies.
0: Well, brains, I want you to get in there and commit to 32 uh, favors to commit to 32 favors. <laughs> it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Your challenge, your, uh, actually being an instrument for good. It will make you feel good. It's going to make you happy. And don't tell her what people will ask you to do. Maybe somebody will do me a favor and come pick these weeds (laughs) up. I love it. Tell my brains how to get in contact with you, Nancy Reed. So
1: they can visit me on my website at nancyreed N-A-N-C-I-R-E-E-D.com. They can find me on the Facebook universe under Nancy Reed as well. They can also look up Sparkle Circle. It is a private group, but they can search for it and ask for an invite. They can message me and say they heard me here on The Brains, and I will definitely let them know as well how to get invited into 32 Favors. They can also find me on Instagram at Nancy Ann Reed, so that's A-N-N in the middle, and they can also learn about my book at HappilyEverNowBook.com.
0: Well, Brains, we're going to put all of her contact information at the back of this interview. Uh, we are going to focus on being perfectly imperfect, loving ourselves where we are. Again, it takes work because that's a new mindset. Um, people are not accustomed to that, but it can be done very easily. Just look in the mirror, blow yourself a kiss. In closing, Nancy, what would you like your legacy to be?
1: Mm, deliberate kindness. That, that that's my currency, and and it really, really, really is possible when you believe that nothing is impossible except for perfection, to really show up and value yourself at the level of your biggest dream, not your doubts, even before that
0: dream has fully come true. It's all about a thought. It's all about Mm -hmm. manifestation. Thank you so much, Nancy Reed, for being here with us on the edge. We value you, we appreciate you, and we respect what you do. Brains, I need you to go in, follow Nancy, Sign up for the 32 uh, day challenge. I, I think that is so cool. Report back. Mm-hmm. Let me know so I can post it on social media. Encourage that. Uh, share that kindness with friends. Learn to be happy. Even in adversarial times, there is a blessing there. Again, like I said, Nancy was at her lowest point, and look at where she is now. She's on top of the world. But when, like, love, share, and subscribe right here in your face on the edge. Thank you so much, Nancy. Come back and visit us again and keep us going. Let us know what happens after the 32 days. All right. Thank you so much, April. And thank you, Brains. All right, Brains. Have a good day. We're watching you.